Well, this is strange because I can't hear. I can't hear Skype ringing. Yeah, where's, <laughs> where's the cue that we can start talking? Ring, ring. <laughs> Hello, Rue. Hello, Nick. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. This is all a bit weird. We're in the same room. We don't normally do this in the same room. It's very strange to be looking in Nick's eyes as I record this. Um, it's episode 22 of Beardy Dads, and we're on tour, on holiday together in the Isle of Wight. Yes, we, we've gone away with our other halves and our children. All three children. Um, so I've got a six-month-and-a-little-bit boy called Oliver. And I've got a five-month-old Lauren, little girl, and an almost four-year-old Toby. So together, the seven of us have been sharing a house and eating together and having a poodle around the island. It's been very nice. It has. It's been good. It's always quite fun when you go away with other people with kids. You don't feel so bad for having to just do all the kids' stuff all the time. Yeah. I imagine it's been interesting for you guys having Toby here, the four-year-old, and having to cope with that whirlwind of, um, of I don't know, four-year-oldness. It's like a glimpse into the future. Yeah. He's really fun, and I like being around him a lot, but it's, it's a lot more tiring, I think, being with a four-year-old than it is being with a six-month-old. Yeah. I think, in part, you, you end up getting so much dictated by um, what he wants to be doing. Hmm. Well, if, if he just gets tired through the day, or if he just decides he doesn't want to do something, then you've just got to have all the tactics through the day for just keeping him going and keeping him yeah. interested. And... I think all those same things are true with babies, but maybe with a toddler it's more noticeable. Like their moods yeah. will make a bigger effect on on you and, and you know everyone. Um, whereas with a baby, you sort of expect, you know, a bit of grumpiness and you, when they're hungry, you know they're hungry and yeah. when they need to sleep, they sleep. But with a toddler, it can be, yeah, it's, it's just, it's like the same thing but on a bigger scale, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, that, when when they can talk back to you and they, you know, they can <laughs> run away from you or do whatever it might be. Yeah, they they just have a different way of showing frustration. And yeah. All that aside, all that aside... It has been a very fun week. Yeah, it has. I've really enjoyed it, actually. And we took the time to sit down with the the wives. Yes. Rachel and Joe. And we've got uh, some stuff coming up later where we talk about tips and uh, and things that we've learned from being on holiday together. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be good. Beardy Dads! What else has been going on, Nick? What's, what's Well, it's been a life? little while, hasn't it? We missed a week because I was travelling. Yep. Then I think we missed a week because we were packing to come on this holiday. That's right. <laughs> so it's it's been actually two weeks since the last episode. So what's been going on? Well, for us, I think with Lauren, we're seeing she's getting really strong in the legs. Mm-hmm. And it's something I've noticed with Oliver a while ago, because obviously Oliver's a few weeks ahead, but the fact Lauren will now... You can now stand her up in your lap. Yes. And hold on to her hands you're not even having to really support her yeah and she'll stand she, up on you yeah she can just stand up lock her legs and it's a lot of fun yeah it is fun isn't it it's um i think with oliver he's he's been doing that fairly reliably now and he's showing signs he's not walking by any means but he's showing signs of wanting to yeah walk and we were talking last time about him desperately wanting to crawl but when you have him sort of held up and supported if there's something in front of him that he's trying to get to he will put one foot down and and then the other yeah um, I think partly that's just balancing and just a bit of Brownian motion of <laughs> yeah. baby on the floor. But, yeah, it's good fun. Big thing for us is um, we've been talking about baby-led weaning for a few weeks now and we've been um, trying him with some, some pureed stuff. He's just, having just gone over six months, he's got to the stage where he's really 
confidently grabbing food and shoving it in his gob. Mm. Uh, so we've had him on uh, toast and hummus, carrots, pears, peaches, all sorts this week. Uh, not peaches, apples. You know, lo- loads of stuff, yeah. even pasta. And um, a particular highlight was seeing him grab a sandwich out of Rachel's hand and shove it right in his mouth. <laughs> that that was quite special. Yes, yeah, we went we went and had a picnic in a park today and. Yeah, Rachel reached down, picked up the sandwich, <laughs> and she couldn't get it to her mouth. It went. Oliver just intercepted it halfway, and he loved good. it. Yeah, it's very fun to sandwiches, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all good fun. Good stuff. I mean, with, with Lauren, it's still a bit early for us, but we did um, we did sit down with a banana a couple of days ago, and she did you know, suddenly dent, dent the end and, and made some headway into sucking it her way through gave it a good gumming gave it a very good gumming is she teething yet it's hard to tell i mean yes and she went through a period of being really dribbly and seemingly teething mm. a few weeks ago but it seems to have eased off a lot recently but i'm sure it's it's any day now it'll be coming back yeah we're about the same it sort of comes and goes depending on the day of the week you might be particularly uncomfortable and finding it difficult to sleep and other times it, it doesn't seem to bother him at all but I think the eating seems to help with it as well. So giving something to chew on, um, something nice and substantial that they can sort of get their not-quite-teeth into seems, right. to, seems to help. It certainly seems to... Well, it, it looks like it's quite a satisfying thing to bite down on a bit of apple or whatever. Mm. Seems to be uh, yeah, a good, good thing for teething. Yeah. Beardy Dads! Well, as always happens on Beardy Dads, we've got an announcement to make. Julian Doyle's been in touch to say that Elsie Marie Doyle arrived in HK, which I assume stands for Hong Kong. Yes, He's in Hong Kong. We've heard from him before. Uh, and this was on the 27th of June at 5.18am. Uh, and Julian says that he'll be going back to episode one for a recap. Well, congrats to Julian and family. Yeah, nice one. And we've also had some feedback on some of the stuff we talked about in the last episode about um, the kids' television. Being on holiday with you, and especially with Toby, has given me an opportunity to watch my first episode of Octonauts. Yes. Uh, which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and my first episode of Topsy and Tim, which I must say I didn't enjoy. Topsy and Tim's a bit of an odd one. It's it's season two, series two, which started this week on CBBS. Right. So series one, um, the whole series was building up to the moving house. That was sort of the the plot, if you will, <laughs> as much as these things have plot. Um, and on the last episode of series one, they they move house. So there's been an anxious wait for series two <laughs> to discover this new house so yes it started this week they've moved into the new house uh, the rabbit they were given as a leaving gift at the end of series one terrible present terrible present as they're driving away from the house a neighbor just gives them a rabbit here you go well thankfully the whole of episode two of series two was all about the new pet and this rabbit so oh, it's settled in is it yeah it's not been sort of retconned out of the history of the program it really did happen yeah, it. I don't know. It's. It seems fairly harmless. I know some other people find it all a bit odd and strange. But there's just something about the tone and the the actors, like the kids playing Topsy and Tim. Yeah, who seem, aren't twins. Who are not twins. They're not even related. No, I can tell they're not related. Yeah. Um, and they obviously are supposed to be twins because they would be yeah. too close in age not to be. Yeah. But they seem a bit mentally subnormal to me. There's something a little bit. They're a bit vacant. drama school. They're a bit drama school, but there's also something a bit dead in their eyes. I'm right. Not, I'm not totally convinced by them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, so we've also heard from uh, Pete Cullen on Twitter says, there, oh, 
he says his kids watch um, at Stampy Longnose, um, which I have to admit, in preparing for this, I've not gone to look up who at Stampy Longnose is. No. We will link to it in the show notes if it's appropriate. Um, but he does that using a Chromecast on the TV. Brilliant stuff if you're into Minecraft. That's maybe a clue there. So here is a travel tip. I think it applies whether you're with kids or just by yourself. Buy a Chromecast for £30. Bargain. Take it when you travel on holiday or on a trip, business trip, wherever you may be going. Because hotel... I mean, we're in a cottage here, so it's been really useful having Netflix here because the cottage wind doesn't otherwise have... Well, it doesn't have much... It, it seems to be missing most of the digital channels, but that might just be where we are on the Isle of Wight. It is the Isle of Wight. Things are a little backward here. Well, yes. Well, I, I think we we can only see certain transmitters. But um, when you're travelling and in a hotel, when you've got awful hotel TV, assuming you've got Wi-Fi, which isn't always a given, plug in a Chromecast, join it to the hotel network, and suddenly you've got all of Netflix in your hotel room or whatever YouTube or whatever iPlayer. Yeah, whatever you use. So I imagine that the average listener to Beardy Dad um, either has or at least has heard of a Chromecast. Yes. But I only came across it recently and probably because of you. So just in case, it's essentially a Wi-Fi to TV dongle? Pretty much, yeah. Plug it in your telly. Plug in HDMI port, plug in USB, because most TVs also have USB. So you can plug it into USB to get power, but or plug it in any old USB wall charger. You install the Chromecast app on your phone... And it just they just discover each other, and you give it network settings for the the network in the room. And when you're using apps on your phone, whether it's iPlayer, YouTube, or whatever it might be, hmm. you then get a new little icon to say stream this content to the Chromecast, and it just works. It's very nice, and we've been using it to good effect on this holiday. I yes, think, um, for for you and with Toby watching iPlayer has been yeah made life a lot easier. And YouTube as well, I noticed. Yeah, YouTube's there. Um, I discovered. Um, Napster, you can just play play music on over it, which has just been nice. Just yeah. have um, some background music a couple of times. So That's good. Well, I think I'm going to invest in a Chromecast because we've got a setup at home where we we often have um, the Xbox turned on. So we're we're using Netflix mm-hmm. and Now TV and 4OD and iPlayer and you know all the all the stuff, um, but all through the Xbox, which is fine. It works perfectly well, but. I'm sure that a Chromecast is probably going to draw less power, mm. um, and it also gives you the convenience of being able to browse from your pocket and yeah. and stream it onto the telly yeah. like that. So yeah, I think that's a, a nice toy, and I can just pick that up in PC World or Amazon. Yeah, or... well, suddenly when we bought ours, they had a basket, you know, on the, by the by the tills, one of their big baskets of random stuff, mm. full of a few hundred of them. Nice. Things. Well, that's a good a good tip. And Minecraft, I think, going back to Pete Cullen's tweet, mm. is probably something that we'll cover in a future episode because I'm yeah. looking forward to Toby getting into Minecraft. Yeah, I've not. I have to admit, I'm I've never really played Minecraft myself. What I know, um, so I look forward to getting into it with him. Well, I'll get you into Minecraft, and you can get him into it. There we are. We'll, we'll have a Minecraft loving at some point. But certainly, his cousin, who's seven, so a few years older. Um, is absolutely crazy about Minecraft. I, I gather all the kids are into Minecraft these That's days. That's what I think, yeah. I think 3 and 4 is, is probably obviously a, a bit yeah. on the young side, but yeah, certainly by the time 7, 8, and then up to 12, 13, 14, you know, I've, yeah. I've certainly uh, got lots of friends and acquaintances who say that their kids just, that's that's what they do. Yeah, no, for sure. 
Matthew White has been in touch. He says, we had a question about tips for dads after mum was had a C-section, uh, and he's got a couple for us. Uh, it hurts even more if mum is breastfeeding, so make sure that mum gets the painkillers and keeps taking them. And tip two, check mum's car. Typically, mums won't be allowed to drive um, because of insurance for about six weeks. Uh, my wife, he says, stopped driving just a week before the birth anyway, so coming to the car, it was a bit stuck. So maybe use it a few times just to keep it going. Yeah. Don't want a flat battery when you... Um, oh, yeah. When I, haven't, I haven't actually considered this. I was yeah. I was trying to understand, as I was saying it, I was trying yeah. to parse this email and think, is the car going to get stuck in in on the driveway? Is <laughs> is the hot weather going to make the, the yeah. tarmac slippery? But no, this is this is something that cars... Yeah, you, you they, don't they, want they to leave the Yeah, car just not started up for a couple months. Hmm, interesting tip. So regularly, maybe maybe pop it down the shops or, or at least just start shops, the engine. Yeah. Thanks, Matthew. Um, and as ever, any tips from anyone else, do get in touch. We're podcast at beardydads.co.uk. And we're Beardy Dads on Twitter. And we're very keen for tips on anything, whether it's looking after mum or Minecraft or, you know, kids' TV programmes or anything we've talked about recently. Yeah, uh, with I guess with the school holidays coming up, um, any other... Um, tips for holidays Wh- whatever you want to share with us please do beardy dads <laughs> here we are in a cottage with the with the ladies hello hello we've got to my right rachel reynolds hello rachel hello Rue reynolds and i'm joined by joe joe <laughs> did you forget your wife's name I, I didn't forget my wife's name welcome to the show joe and rachel the the better halves of the beardy dads and we're all on holiday together this week we are. We've, we've come away to the uh, sunny Isle of Wight. It is quite sunny. We say sunny. We were actually going to be recording this outside with some nice sort of background noise. And just as we went to go outside, it started raining. So we're recording this from the kitchen of a lovely cottage, uh, somewhere well, quite near freshwater, I suppose. Yep. And uh, there's an arga in the kitchen. And oh, it's great. Yeah, having a lovely time. And this is the first time that we've taken Oliver away on holiday like this, certainly mm. for, for so long anyway. Is this something that you've, you've done a lot with Toby? Um, yeah, we did. We actually managed to get away with Toby quite early on. I think we were saying it was, what, three months, wasn't it? Yeah. So when Toby was just three months, we, we actually went away um, to a cottage in Wales for a week. Um, yeah, which I, seemed to go fine at the time. I don't remember it being any... I think it was just us on holiday with baby. It wasn't Yeah. like we were baby-orientated quite so much. (laughs) (laughs) Still getting used to having a baby. Yes, yeah. I can't imagine going away at that stage at all. I I really... I think we went to a wedding at three months. That was just such a mission in itself, just going going out for a day. Yeah. Because Oliver's, what, just six months now, isn't he? Yeah, six months and a week now. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been your first big trip? Yeah, first family holiday. Three of us. It's good, it's going well. Mm. So we've got some tips to share. Drawing on the few holidays we've already done with Toby and this being our first time away with Lauren as well, so, so yeah. with the four of us. Um, so what, what sort of tips have we got? Um, I think we, we talked a few episodes ago about tips for holidays um, and I think we came up with some around when, when you're picking where to go. I remember, I remember saying about... Make sure wherever you're going has got a washing machine. Yes, and that is definitely a good tip. Yeah. I think we've probably put the washing machine on two or three times already, and I'm sure it's going to be happening quite regularly in the next few days. Um, yeah, what, what others in terms of, uh, like, choosing a place? 
What do you think, Ray? Well, I quite like the fact that we haven't travelled too far away. We, as the crow flies, about eight miles from our house. Yeah. Yeah, we went on a ferry and packed the car up. It was a good adventure, but good, on, a, yeah. on a scale that made it manageable. Yeah, and um, actually the Isle of Wight's a lovely sort of place to go because it feels like you're on holiday. Mm. So it's much quieter, isn't mm, it? So yeah. you kind of feel like you're away. But if you needed to, you could get home if you've forgotten something really important, <laughs> like the baby. <laughs> get home in a hurry. Um, yeah, you could go home. And it's less stressful as well because you, you haven't really ventured too far, especially on your first sort of trip away with the baby. Um, hmm. It's nice not to worry too much about hmm. <clears throat> what you need to take. and yeah. You know, go, going somewhere unfamiliar, you know what shops are around and... Yeah, it's got every everything you would need as well. It's mm. not like going out into the desert where you might have mm. to be totally self-sufficient. Yeah, yeah. And even we even ordered our food in preparation, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We got together. Mm. Took us two hours <laughs> <laughs> to plan what we were going to eat and yeah. book but, our delivery. But that's made a difference and we can share the cooking together because we're here with friends. Yeah. But that shopping delivery sounds like a good idea. Mm. So you actually had it delivered to the house where we were staying rather than having to carry it all with us. That mm, worked yeah. really well, didn't it? And that yeah. sort of arrived on the first evening as we were settling in. Yeah. And we even ordered things like nappies and wipes, which take up quite a lot of room in the car. Oh, nice. So they were all happy being mm. delivered to the cottage. Mm. That's a good tip. And reduces packing. Yeah. Um, obviously, you take a lot of stuff with you when you go away. And something that we had to do in order to get everything in the car was to actually add a roof box to the top of the car and mm-hmm. I saw that you did the same Nick. Yeah no, we, we got a roof box because this is our first trip with all four of us in the car so not only have we got an extra person to fit in the car all that space that would normally fill with Toby stuff now we've got a car seat in. So Both, both rear seats in the car filled with Yeah so it's, so it's amazing just how how much space you find you need. So yeah we got a roof box filled it and even then we had to leave a couple of things at home as I was packing the car Saturday morning. Just physically could not get in the car. So how do you decide when you've got a three and a half year old and, mm. and a baby as well? How do you decide what to bring? Is it a question of like everything that Toby can think of? Like how much say does he get in the in the packing process? Because I imagine he's quite opinionated about the things that he wants to bring with him. Yeah. So being a th- almost four year old, the toys he likes to play with fluctuate you know day to day what what's currently got his absolute attention so it can be a bit of a challenge when you ask him to choose what he wants to take because he'll pick what what he's into that morning and there's no guarantee that that will see him through a week away so so we try and encourage him to bring the things that he's going to get quite a lot of play value out of and we'll keep him occupied for longer Mm. it's like puzzles and games and things like that lego lego and yeah, and because of the space constraint, we we got a pair of those really useful boxes, sort of with clip lids, knowing that they would go into the roof box very well. So we um, basically set aside one box per child. So we put all of, yeah, Toby was told he could fill this box, and we sort of seeded it with some stuff, um, and then another one for Lauren's stuff. But I know you guys got together and planned what you were bringing for the babies, didn't you? We did, yeah. We kind of made a list of what, what they would need and then, because <clears throat> we both sort of have similar items, decided what, who was going to bring which item. Um, so I bought the bouncer and you bought the spare bouncer cover because we've got the same <laughs> exactly bouncer. The same 
Yeah. Um, and we bought a selection of books and toys for the babies. Yes, and we, um, we just made sure we didn't have to double up everything, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It's really handy actually going away with friends. <laughs> yeah, it's working really it's well. Great. Yeah. So, how did you find filling your car and the roof box? It's quite good actually. We. Um, we maybe could have coped without it. We maybe could have squeezed everything into the car itself. Um, yeah, we could have done. But we've got this nice big space in our car now, and it's yeah. nice to enjoy it and not fill, overfill it. And yeah, it was good. Feel it's, like you've got the extra room. Handy as well when you know <coughs> that something's to hand. Like while we were, even as we were getting out of the car to get onto the ferry, um, being able to just reach into the back and you know grab a spare muzzy out of the bag that you know just where it is and it's mm-hmm. not covered three three bags deep with stuff. Yeah. yeah, it worked quite nicely. That's always the challenge, and has always been with before Lauren came along. Was whenever we were going away, knowing we'd be stopping en route, knowing we'd need to get the buggy out. So when I was been packing the boot, making sure things like the buggy are accessible because mm-hmm. typically they, it's because the wheels come off the buggy, they don't have to for it to fit in the boot, but they do if. The boot's going to be absolutely full. Uh, and then if you've so the wheels can be a bit it. more strategically placed. But yeah. if you know you're going to have to stop and get the buggy out, and you don't want to be unpacking the boot, so yeah, we used our boot in exactly the same way. So then I think it, you probably have a top tip when it comes to roof boxes and <laughs> and certain public transport systems. Yeah. So we we came over by ferry, um, which I suppose is the is the easy way. If you're driving to the Isle of Wight. Yeah, you kind of have to take a ferry. <laughs> unless, unless you know somebody with a Chinook, you're going to be yeah. uh, going by ferry. And we got a cheap ferry ticket um, because you can pay based on the height of your vehicle. So the, the cheaper tickets are the ones where it's up to two metres, I think. Yeah. Um, and it was only after fitting the roof box and the bike rack and all of the stuff onto the car that I then measured it just to check that it was under two metres. And I should have really thought about this before because two metres isn't very much. Mm. And your car's quite tall to begin with. Well, it is now, yeah. The new car, the new the new uh, shiny big boxy van car is definitely a, big, a bit bigger. Um, so, yeah, we were up to seven foot four, I think. Right. Uh, which was too tall. So we then had to phone, well, you phoned them up, didn't you, Rachel? You had to, had to change the ticket. Yeah, and they were fine about it. It was an extra £15. Yeah, but I sort of wish that I'd thought about that before we made the booking and yeah, mm-hmm. being aware of how big the thing is that you're packing. It's because you measured it based on your height <laughs> without actually going down to the car. Yeah, do you think? Yeah, because I said, which which one should we get? And you said, oh, I'm six foot four and I can see over the car, so yeah. it should be okay. And that's only just true. And it's yeah. only just true before you put a roof box on yeah. it. So yeah, I should have thought about that before. Friday night was the first time I'd put the roof box on. I'd measured... Um, the car to the top of the roof bars and I'd measured the roof box separately and I knew we were two metres plus or minus five. Right. Yeah, it was close. Um, so we booked for under two metres because I kind of f- felt we were close enough that it'd be all right. There's going to be some clearance anyway, isn't There's there? There's going to be a bit of clearance and I figured once we've laden it down with people and luggage, worst case, let a bit of air out the tyres. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a couple of centimetres, isn't yeah. it? Um, Pack some more wine. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, as it turned out, packed and they didn't blink. You know, as you checked into the ferry, I was expecting someone mm. to say, wait a minute, we need to check the height. Yeah, that's true, they don't bring yeah. down a ruler, do they? Yeah. yeah. They must have a guide, though, like the lady or man who sat sat in the booth. Mm. She must know. Yeah, they must know. Yeah. Before she told us which aisle to pull up into, yeah. she glanced, she looked, and I could tell she was... 
checking. Checking it out. I reckon we would have got away with it. I reckon if we turned yeah. up with the wrong ticket, they just would have well, sent us to the right aisle. Yes, they would have sent you to the right aisle, but um, we had to go under the the two metre height restriction barrier, <laughs> which is right at the foot uh, of the ramp okay. onto the ferry. So as I'm driving under it, I'm thinking, because it's obviously a wedge shape as well, it means if it's going to scrape... What, the roof, bo- the roof box is The roof wedge. box is sort of a, you know, aerodynamic, bit of a wedge. So it's not going to be just as I drive under it. It's going to be you know, the last foot of the car is where it's going to hit. But The embarrassing reverse yeah, out from under the... but it went through without a hitch. We got here. <laughs> Yes. Did um, Toby and Lauren enjoy their ferry trip? Was Lauren awake? Lauren was awake. Mm. She was bobbing around, wasn't she? Yeah, she didn't take too much notice. I took Toby out onto the the top deck to look at the boats, but it was very windy. Mm. Yeah, no, we've been over with him a few times now, so Mm. I think he quite enjoys it. Oliver quite enjoyed it, I think. He tended to look out the window and... He's at this really um, nice stage where he wants to smile at everybody at oh, the moment. Oh, he's brilliant, isn't he? And yeah. so he's just he look he's just sat there looking around the um, kind of lounge, the ferry lounge, and every time somebody catches his eye, he just smiles at them. <laughs> Sometimes they smile back, and other times they just ignore him. <laughs> you can't really explain. Not everybody's going to smile back at you <laughs> and talk to you like we do and like the grandparents do. Yeah. I think that's what he's expecting. Yeah, he definitely sweet. wants a reaction. Well, it, no, it, it seems to me that he wants a reaction. Like yeah. he's, he's actively trying to catch people's eye and make them smile. Yeah. It's great. Little charmer. Like Toby used to be. Yeah, Toby used to be a real charmer. Yeah, smiling at everyone. Is he not now? <laughs> uh, he is, but not to quite the same degree. <laughs> he, gets, he gets quite shy, actually. when If, if an adult is quite forward and, and says, talks to him directly... He does actually get quite shy now. Hides behind your legs, doesn't he? Yeah, it takes, takes a little bit to warm up. It's not someone he knows you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talking of Toby, something I noticed was not only did you restrict to having one box each for the kids, but also um, since he's arrived, um, he's had a couple of extra surprises, some extra extra things to keep him excited. And Yeah, we kind of save up. It's kind of like a rainy day box of just bits and bobs. doesn't have to be particularly expensive of... Uh, just entertainment, really, and just toys, just to keep him going while we're on holiday or if we're on a mm-hmm. if it's a rainy day. Yeah, and like a coloring book or sticker book or um, just a little toy, just to keep him occupied for a, yeah. Yeah. that time. Because often it's just something new, you know, can keep him entertained for an afternoon. I've um, done DVDs before as well. Yeah, putting out DVDs not seen before, but. Yes, it's been quite useful. He's definitely at that age where, you know, because we want to get out and about and see things and do stuff. And if he decides it's not something he wants to do, mm-hmm. you need to find ways to encourage him along and coax <laughs> him along. Um, I hate to say bribe, but you know, it does resort to that sometimes. That um, So things like, um, uh, you know, he knows if, if, if he stays, if he keeps his pants and trousers dry all week, then there's a Octonauts gift coming his way at the end of the week as sort of a reward. So we've got a, a sticker chart on the go for the week to see how he gets on. And then he gets a star each day that he keeps his... Yeah. Yeah. Trying. We'll see how it works, because we've not really done reward charts with him hugely no. successfully. Um, we've done chocolate treats, haven't we? Yeah. It's a chocolate coin at the end of the day if mm. he's... 
Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see how we get on. Have you got any tips, Rachel? Um, well, we're weaning Oliver at the moment, so um, I was looking for a high chair that I could take on holiday with us. And I bought, a, um, I think it's called a top seat, and um, it kind of fits over any chair, and it's, you kind of strap the baby in. It's like a sort of, them. it's like a straight jacket for <laughs> children that straps to a chair, isn't it? Um, it's for eight months and older, and Oliver's only six and a bit, um, so he's a little bit little for it at the moment. Yeah, we tried him in this, and yeah, uh, yeah he just, just about he does but I actually didn't really need to worry because I found it much easier just to sit him on my lap and feed him that mm. way or sit him on your lap and yeah. you got covered in food this morning it was morning. nice I quite enjoyed it <laughs> um, so yeah I didn't think things that I thought I would need and worry about I didn't really need that well and every time we've been out so when we went out for, for lunch um, there have been high chairs yeah. in the restaurants yeah. and that's not been a problem <clears throat> and if you can't see them then they've usually got them hiding away somewhere yeah in the restaurants. Um, but with the weaning, we've just bought loads and loads of packets of Ella's Kitchen, <laughs> which Oliver seems to really enjoy. He's he really enjoying it. He devours them, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, these are great. Um, so lots of different flavours. Um, and they're great because you can just take them, put them in your bag and take a bowl and a spoon and a bib. Lots and lots of bibs. We've bought all our bibs. That's probably the biggest yeah. tip, actually. Is, yeah, you, you can't underestimate how many bibs you'll need. Oh, he gets through so many every day. Well, he's teething at the moment as well, so it's very, he's very dribbly. Yeah. And then, yeah. I think our maximum is, has been eight bib changes <laughs> this day. <laughs> Plus two <laughs> or three top Lauren's changes. Lauren's not, not teething and she's no, been in the, the same clothes like, from morning till evening. Yeah, but I've still bought all our bibs with <laughs> yeah. us because I know we can have days where she'll need them from dribbling. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to when the dribbling stops now. <laughs> does it stop? I yeah, seem to remember it, it takes quite a long time. <laughs> I seem to remember Toby dribbling. Yeah. Even when he was two, I think. Okay. I might buy some more bits. <laughs> yes. I think the combination of weaning and dribbling. Just, hmm. Yeah, that, that yeah. sort of a double whammy of, of mess. Yeah, so they just get covered. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And you get covered, I'm covered. <laughs> yes, I certainly think strategic muzzies and tea towels on your lap, and you know, we talked before about the uh, sheeting, plastic sheeting on the floor, mm. and those flannels that you've got for hands. yeah, the, the IKEA flannels. Yeah, we just got a whole load of IKEA flannels, which actually the idea I got from nursery, and they just use flannels to wipe them up before and after their meal times, mm. and just fling them in the washing machine. So we've done the same. And we the still use thing, them for Toby. You know? Yeah, uh, it looks like a really good technique, actually. I think we we could do with getting yeah, some little cloths or flannels. Something else I've seen you guys doing is um, when Toby's sitting down for dinner, you put a um, what is it like an apron, like a kitchen? Yeah, that's a new thing. We've only just started mm. that this well last couple of weeks. Um, before Toby's been using like a bib tray, pelican bib, I think they call mm. it, which catch things. And we'd only. We'd stopped using it for every meal, hadn't yeah, we? Yeah, just like milk and cereal for yeah, breakfast. Yeah, if you cereal, we'd use it, or something particularly sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> but now we've upped, <laughs> upped it to an apron which covers his lap too, so if he's oh, got his 
normally we like him to be dressed before he comes downstairs so he's wearing his clothes otherwise there's no getting back upstairs to get him dressed so um because he'll be playing yeah so we decided particularly coming up with having school uniform and needing to wear that at breakfast time now would be a good time oh, to introduce yeah. an apron and then things don't well go. then it covers his legs as well so yes he's not getting so his school uniform will hopefully nice. not get wrecked and this is an apron that you'd wear if you were doing like uh, I don't know, cooking. Or yeah, we like... had it already from doing cooking with him. Yeah, so. nice. That's a really good tip. And I think I might get another one. So then the one's in the washing machine and then he can wear one. You could make one out of that um, Octonauts bed set that I bought him that doesn't fit your du- his duvet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been upgraded. <laughs> ah, doesn't fit. <laughs> it, well, it does, but it's... It's made out of a strange fabric. It's more polyester, so the the duvet kept rustling up in. It does not hold. It. The duvet will just end up in a ball in the oh, middle. Oh, weird! It's oh, really strange. weird. I've never seen it do that. So yes. So Nick's mum and dad have put another duvet behind it, made it into two duvets. Basically, been, yeah, they separated the front and the back. <laughs> they got the cotton one and separated front and back, <laughs> and now made two duvet covers. Oh, that's fantastic! Cotton one side and cotton. Oh, on the true. reverse, and then it sticks it in place. Better. It, it lasts longer, but it's still. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Very weird, but we digress. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so we've also got some other. We do have IKEA aprons, which with are more, sleeves, which with is sleeves. good when he was younger. Mm. And that that would be a tip for you guys to look at for for the weaning. Sleeved. Sleeved, aprons. sort of cuffed as well. So. And they're plastic, so oh. I think they're arts and crafts. I don't think they're even plastic. I think they're just no. polyester, but they just mm. stop big bulk of food yeah. going on their clothes. And mm. they fold up quite small, so you can just shove it in your nappy bag. Mm. Yeah. That sounds clever. So that's something you do use for painting, but obviously works well for... Yes, any, any messy, well. messy play, messy eating, mm. messy anything. Mm. Do they do... Adult-sized ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mums and dads. You just need a poncho. <laughs> Baby dads. Thank you once again to Joe and to Rachel for joining us in that recording. Yeah. I'm sure it won't be the last time we hear from them. Oh, I hope not. So we've had some reviews. Uh, it's been a, a few weeks, actually, but we've had a couple of new reviews on iTunes. Tollpop uh, gives us five stars and says, Comforting. This pod is fun to listen to. Pod, by the way, is that is that what we do now? Uh, it might be. <sighs> this pod is fun to listen to. It's comforting and chilled. Recommended to all of us first-time dads. Keep on going, boys. Thanks for opening your private lives to us and helping by offering the odd advice. I, I would call our, our advice quite odd. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think That's much of it is useful advice, but yeah, um, yeah no, it's, uh, it's fun catching up with you, Nick. We've also heard from Rob J. Darby. It's a four-star review. Four-star review. That's okay. unusual. Some great advice and reassurance. I've been listening now since we started NCT classes, thinking that this would be a great added source of knowledge and advice. I was right. Thanks, guys, and also thanks to all the listeners who have shared reviews, tips, tricks through the podcast. I've really enjoyed listening. Keep up the good work. My wife is due to give birth to our first child on the 23rd of July, and she had just started maternity leave. Wish us luck. Cheers, Rob. Good luck, Rob. Good luck, Rob. And... I think that's quite right. I mean, thanks do go to our listeners because, I mean, without their emails, their reviews, 
we would have run out of things to talk about quite some time ago. Absolutely. I think on week two I would have been completely stuck because I yeah. know nothing. So um, most of the reason I've, I've done this is in order to learn both from you and, and definitely from listeners as well. Yes. So thanks to all. And thanks, of course, to everyone who has contributed this week and previous weeks. Uh, and anyone who has been talking to us and about us since the last episode, that includes... Neil Dewhurst, Daddy B, Graham White, Mark Merrifield, Peter Fletcher, Lopter and Nigel Skull. Yes, thanks to all those guys. And of course, as ever, big thanks to Wes West, who made our delightful theme tune. Well, thank you, Nick. I've had a lovely holiday and a lovely beardy dads. We'll be back again with the next episode in two weeks' time. So do get in touch with any of your tips, comments, questions, reviews, anything you want to send our way. Yep, we are podcast at beardydads.co.uk. And we're at beardydads on Twitter. Bye, Nick. See you next time. Bye, Ruth.